Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And Julie, it is uh, today is July the 19th. Yes. And we are in Boise, Idaho. Yes, along the river, meeting with lots of great friends and uh, colleagues yeah. and coaching clients. It's been fantastic to see it everyone. It is. The, the, our little uh, Harris, you, well, not even little, if you call over 6,000 miles probably in 20 states, it's hardly mm -hmm. little. That's what we're going to end up doing, and it's picking up momentum. Every state we go to, there's more and more people reaching out wanting to meet with us, and it's fantastic. And for those of you who are interested in doing so, we uh, do have a map of where we're going to be, and we're going to post it on Instagram today. And if you guys want to message us and communicate with us, you can always text me at 512-758-0206. But the best way really is just to message us through Instagram because that's where we're going to be posting pictures and travel updates and all that good stuff. And that's uh, Tim and Julie Harris and it's on Instagram. So hashtag Tim and Julie Harris and you'll find us easily. And uh, yeah, so that drive from from where we were to here, where did we drive from? Uh, Garden, Remind me. Gardner, Montana, Yeah, which is the kind of the southwest corner right outside of Yellowstone, the original entrance to Yellowstone, which is kind of charming over here to Boise and we stopped at Idaho Falls along the way. Right. And it was unbelievable how many wild, well, I mean, wild animals, I don't even know what you want to call them. <laughs> you know, the elks and the bears and all these types of things that you see in Yellowstone when you get off the beaten path and they're just pretty much right there. And I have to say the things that always amused me when we were in, uh, was it, it was Gardner, right? Mm -hmm. Where they had to post signs telling people <laughs> like to stay within a, a certain distance from these wild animals. And I just, when I see these, I put some of these pictures on Instagram. I just found that unbelievably funny in a way because where in the world do you have to be coming from or uh, like where you have to be told not to pet some like 20 foot tall thousand uh you know pound uh elk multi-antlered like, <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. way bigger than I, you do i really need a sign telling me not to pet the damn thing i know i mean <laughs> I know. yeah but yeah. we did it was unbelievable we were driving through this town and there was this herd of elk that it, were just everywhere and um, i saw in the distance i think i mentioned this on our last show i saw saw in the distance this massive elk and we thought for sure, well, that has to be just a statue that, you know, whatever the bank or whatever put in their front uh, lawn. And it wasn't. It was a male elk. And it was just enormous. And just all these tourists were maybe within, I don't know, six feet from the thing, taking selfies and whatnot. And the cop had to tell people to go away. <laughs> but the elk truthfully didn't care. No. <laughs> he was used he was to just it. just having, you know, yeah. kind of a little look around. He was an elk influencer, probably. Apparently. <laughs> he liked it. <laughs> but it, it, this is something, I'll, you know, we have been asked to talk about our experiences um, that are a little bit, I think, uh, Surprising, and I'll tell you some of the experiences we're having are surprising. Specifically, hotels are extremely hard to find. Inflation is real. Things are super expensive. It just, what you hear about on the news and what you read about, intellectualize about on the podcast like Julie and I do, to experience it in real time is really quite astounding. And we, I'm going to mention this um, you know, over and over again because it's really important you guys are paying attention to that. That, for example, hotels, Julie's booking our hotels usually two and three days in advance, sometimes just a couple days in advance. And even in, like, where are we going next after Boise? Uh, Kennewick, Washington. Kennewick, Washington, where Lance and Karen Kenmore are. Yes. And in Kennewick, Washington, Julie had a hard time finding a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And even there, it was it was surprising. And then after that, we're headed up to where? 
Blaine Washington. Blaine Washington will be meeting with Glenn Sanford, who's yes. the founder and CEO of EXP. Which is quite possibly, with the exception of Hawaii, the furthest away from Puerto Rico we probably can make <laughs> ourselves. But isn't that funny? Think about that on a map. I know. It's right? crazy. Completely I, diagonal. Yeah. And so if then after that, we're going to head down. I'm just foreshadowing sure. where we're going to be. And mm-hmm. then we're heading down the coast. We're obviously going to go through Oregon and then um, into California and whatnot. And we'll be announcing the cities we're going to. We're not trying to commit ourselves to anything more than maybe a day or two in advance. Because frankly, we just might get a you know wild hair to go look at this or go look at the other thing. Or stay a few more days in one place than the other. Yeah. I and think I'm, we're headed to the Redwood uh, area of Northern California, though. So that's something we probably want to hit for sure. We haven't even decided whether or not, not sure. how much time we're going to spend in San Francisco, for example. But yeah. we want to go through San Francisco. And then for those of you guys who are uh, car nerds, like Julie and I are, we're headed. We're definitely going to be one hard date or a week of hard dates we have is we're staying in the Mon- Monterey Peninsula in Carmel-by-the-Sea, correct? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be something that, I mean, it's going to be those pretty. Those are for sure dates. August yeah. 8th to 15th, I believe, is Roughly correct. Right. So if you're anywhere in that area, definitely uh, connect with us. We're going to be very easy to um, meet with because, like I said, we're trying to keep as light of agendas as possible. We're meeting with, what, 15 agents here in about a half mm-hmm. hour Yep. here in Idaho. Yes, but I, I know that we've got a lot of people in that California area in Salinas mm-hmm. and San Francisco. You can drive up from L.A., of course. People like Federico Salvatore are nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, ben I know Salem's down in L.A. We're going right. to visit with him. And yep. we have several that are right there on the Monterey Peninsula. So hopefully we see all of you guys. And we're probably going to go all the way down to San, Fran- or to, uh, San Diego. And there's some people, Aaron Simons, who we're hoping to meet with. Monica Reynolds, our friend, uh, who's been a great you know friend of ours forever. We're hoping to meet with her. Just all kinds of different people all over the place. This is great. Oh, and then we got invited to, um, to go stop by Iowa on the stop way. Stop by. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> stop, pop in. Pop in Iowa. So we're going to be somewhere in Iowa. Iowa. This is obviously skipping a lot of states. We're going to go to um, Utah, mm-hmm. and we're uh, hoping to surprise our friend from high school, who's the mayor of Park City, Park City. Yep. Andrew Beerman. Yeah, so we're going to stop in and see him. Hopefully, he's around for us to visit, but just all kinds of different places. This is just a, a real way for us to have an adventure, obviously, um, celebrate what appears to be the end of real COVID. You know, the pandemic still lingers in some markets, I understand. By the way, Julie, I tell you, hmm. in LA, they're masking again. Good thing I have some in the car. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what this is all about. And, uh, man, it's wonderful, I have to say. It's wonderful to be back in the United States after being in Puerto Rico for basically two years yes. straight. No, nothing against Puerto Rico, but, you know, it was a little isolated island there for a while. Well, how, how you, know. you know, you can read signs here. You don't have to, like, okay, you know, put your Spanish translator Double hat. backwards translating. Right. You could talk to people <laughs> at, without having to, you know, figure out how much, well, okay, that's the end of their English. That's the end of my Spanish. I know, Out but, comes the Google app. <laughs> you know, I'm still in the back of my head thinking, how do I say that in Spanish? <laughs> I'm kind of deprogramming that for the next week or so. So one of the things that we've been following um, is what's happening in, obviously, the real estate markets. That's our primary concern. Here, we're, of course, Julie and I can't stop doing it. Here in Boise, we're looking at Realtor.com. We try to avoid Zillow, but we're looking at Realtor.com and uh, seeing what was for sale. And again, there's and we talked to Jonna Weber yesterday. She's part of our EXP group. Um, she's a fantastic agent. She sells, I think she said, 80 houses a year. Just a wonderful, wonderful gal. If you're in the Boise, Idaho area, make sure you reach out to her. And uh, we talked yesterday about her expanding her real estate team because she has too many leads. So definitely, if you're in the Boise area, reach out to Jonna Weber. Um, but we were talking about the market here. And the market mm-hmm. here, even in Boise, which let's say, how do you describe Boise? I think it's, uh, I don't know. It does kind of remind us of like a Midwestern town out west. Sort of a normal, you know, it's, it's surrounded like, by mountains. It's like where you and I grew up, honestly, yeah, it's kind uh, of minus like, the mountains. Yeah, right? we had cornfields. 
Exactly. Right? But I mean, this is beautiful it, river. The old joke is if the world ever comes to an end, you want to be in a place like Columbus, Ohio, where we're from or, or Boise, because, you know, then you still have another two or three years. Yeah, that's it's that far behind. But I mean, <laughs> the truth is, it's, it's really it's nice. It is nice. It's cozy. People are very friendly. Totally. Uh, very outdoorsy. People are out doing stuff along the river. I, I didn't know that you could surf in a river, for example. Did you get a picture of that, by the way? Uh, not yet, but I'm going to. Zoe couldn't believe it either. So uh, my first thought was, OK, so I get I'm not a surfer, obviously. We're from Ohio, but, um, you know, I get surfing in the ocean. You wipe out. You have hopefully a fairly good landing, you know, and then I was thinking you surf in a river and you wipe out. Aren't you knocking your head into some rocks? I honestly looked at those gentlemen <laughs> trying to surf in that river and I just sort of felt sorry for them. Yeah. Well, at least they were <laughs> wearing helmets. So I, I'm still putting all that uh, together. So from a guy's perspective, I'm telling you right now, the yeah. whole the whole game there. Yeah. Was to look cool, look like a surfer. Yeah, but and meet hope, the girls. And meet the girls. That's what that whole is. There's four dudes holding under a bridge, yeah. and there's a little bit of white water, and they're acting like they're surfing for about six inches. That yeah. was the whole scene. Yeah. And I'm people like, told yeah. us about, did you see the surfers on the river? The river surfers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're from okay. Puerto Rico, people. Yeah, we've seen <laughs> Come on surfing. Now. We've seen people kite surf. Yes, but off. we appreciate the effort because, you know, they are kind of far away from an ocean. Yeah, well, well, for sure. I mean, like I said, this reminds me of Columbus, Ohio. You're yeah. making the most of what you've got. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, so. Well, listen, that right. there, as far as our travel journal, that's what we have for you. But on to business. Now, we, um, by the way, oh, this is something I should talk about too. Yes. And we do have a great topic for you guys for this week. Uh, do be really drilling down on the podcast we did last week. We had a, I was worried truthfully that when we did all this podcast, it was centered primarily on EXP, that we would get some negative pushback and quite the opposite happened. We had actually a ton of people reach out to us and asking more questions about EXP. Um, and here's the bottom line. And we really this is something you have, um, I don't know, almost, um, I don't know, a, I was going to say moral obligation, and I'm, that's probably too strong, but you really have a, an obligation to yourself and your future self and your future self's finances to take a hard look at EXP Realty because the overall value that they're offering, it, I mean, I put a call on a speakerphone this morning, a, a mm-hmm. wonderful lady from Massachusetts Judy. named Judy, mm-hmm. yeah, that was about a half hour ago, and she listened to the podcast, and she really understood the overall value. And when you hear the energy and enthusiasm from her voice, it's the reason I put it on speaker's phone so Julie and, and um, Zoe could listen. I mean, that's the level. Once you get it, once the switch is flipped in your head and you understand why EXP Realty is growing so fast and why it really can create alternative financial universes for yourself, it's something you have to take seriously. And I'll, we made it easy for you guys to do this exploration on yourself. Just go to whylibertas.com. Why Libertas, L-I-B-E-R-T-A-S.com, Why Libertas.com. That's Julie and I's EXP Revenue Share Group. And watch the videos. There's two videos at the top. Um, like there's one big video when you land on the page. Watch that video, and then there's another video right after that one. Watch both of those videos. And you could do it to comfort your own home. And, you know, you could do it sitting at Starbucks or at home having a glass of wine. It doesn't matter. Watch those two videos, and that will pretty much convince you. And those videos are uh, the first set of videos or the first videos of people who are um, singing the praises of their experience, having moved to, uh, to EXP and being part of our Libertas group. And the second video is essentially explaining the value proposition that EXP offers to agents and brokers. But it is really incredible to be, I feel incredibly lucky to be part of EXP in this massive growth curve that they're on. I mean, when we were mm-hmm. talking with John and her husband last night, and we were talking about where this company is in terms of, um, you know, mass acceptance and all the rest of it, sure. it's just barely out of the early adopter phase. And it's so incredible to see 
uh, people like Judy this morning mm-hmm. who like completely get it and realize yeah. that if they um, it realize it is what they've been always hoping and looking for. Well, and I think that it really resonated with Judy after last week's podcast series and after she went to whylibertas.com yep. and really got it. I could feel the light bulb go off in her head in <laughs> yeah, a way. You could hear it. Yeah. And the energy and enthusiasm. And I you were talking about, you know, in a way it's kind of morally irresponsible not to do. It. I would say uh, on some level, but certainly fiscally irresponsible to not at least be educated on it, and then you can make the right decision for you. I don't. Again, morals a strong fiscally, word. I but, would say fiscally. But, but well, right. But here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about every yeah. time I talked, like John last night, sure, and you know uh, Judy today. I'm always thinking about what would the. I, I'm imagining in my head the conversation I'm having with them. Like I'm fortunate enough to be having with so many other people that joined with us, mm-hmm. you know, two and a half years ago or whatever. I'm looking forward and I want desperately for those people to have the conversations uh, six months or a year from now or two years from now, like I'm having from the people that have been with us. Right, where they can say thank you, Pastor Judy, for making that decision. Exactly. Thank you. And Jonna certainly has that uh, note of gratitude to herself of making that decision. I had a call. uh, Don't remember the guy's name. And, um, oh, I remember now. Yancey, actually. It wasn't a call. We met him in the the hotel. uh, Jackson, Wyoming. With Jackson. And he said... I'm 50 years old and I'm in great health and I'm getting in better health. And he has a little baby actually, mm-hmm. to get, you know, and the whole thing he is, I'm motivated, more motivated than I've ever been before. And then he says, he, he goes, I'm, I'm going to sell real estate the rest of my life to which I said, okay, it's nice to be able to sell real estate. It's nice to be able to physically and mentally and emotionally be, be still in the game for sure. But why would you want to put yourself in a financial situation where you had to versus creating alternatives through revenue sure. share? And then we sat down with him and I showed him basically how revenue share works on a yellow mm-hmm. tablet paper. And he didn't, I mean, Yancey's a very, you know, talkative guy and he didn't say anything for like 15 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. Flabbergasted. Because <laughs> he never completely got it. I mean, he didn't right. understand. Well, you it. have to do the projections. Right. And, and these projections are not like, well, this could happen in 10 or 20 years. You, I think your projections are starting with the next 90 days and then blowing yeah. it out for two to five years. Well, I do it. I'll sit down with someone. I'm going to do it to the group we're going to yep. meet with today. Mm-hmm. And I'll show them how to do, uh, basically, how to look at the numbers from a very ultra-conservative perspective over 24 months. But realistic. Right, but realistic. Mm-hmm. And and when someone sees that and you tell them, okay, you have to do these you know, three to five things, mm-hmm. and, and statistically, this is what's going to happen based on the experience of thousands and thousands of agents, when they realize that they could essentially have income that's coming in passively from some source other than transactional income, Mm -hmm. when they just, so so like the resistance is emotionally accepting it. And once you get past it, once you say, okay, this is real, I I can set my skeptic aside. And I certainly was plagued with skepticism for Mm -hmm. a long time. This reason we didn't align earlier. Mm -hmm. But once you basically move past that and you look at it for what it is and you realize the genius behind it, it's like, you can't not stop thinking about it. You, there's something inside of you that's, uh, it's the epiphany thing. It's the mm-hmm. aha moment the aha. That, that some people get to a certain age and you just figured, well, I'm not going to get too many more of those. I'm sort of on my treadmill for the rest of my life. Um, and then you have one and you have one unexpectedly. And then all of a sudden your world pivots. And, and that's, I mean, I love, I love those experiences. I know, me too. Especially we're doing a lot of those in person right now. Yeah, we are. And we can literally see the light bulb go off and the ignition switch uh, be relit. And, yep. you know, none of this is speculative. All this nope. is proven. I think it's extra special for them to meet uh, their colleagues who are already there. Maybe they're a year or two ahead. It's been done. It's being done. None of this is really speculation. Right. It's real math. You, so know, you can't if, argue with it. If you guys are ready to join EXP, and Julie, let's get to our point. Yes. If you're ready to join EXP and you're looking for a sponsor that's obviously going to be very proactively involved in your success, mm-hmm. please do consider Julie and I. We're formally applying for the job of being your EXP sponsor. You can go to whylibertas.com and you can check it out. And there's informa- all the information you could possibly imagine on EXP is there. But moving forward, if you're ready to move forward and you want to um, 
consider Julie and I as your sponsor, you can just text me directly. Now, technically, you can just join and uh, name Julie Harris as your sponsor without texting me first, but I do like to talk to everybody. So 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. And guys, listen, I'm sitting in the car tomorrow for five hours. And that is actually your phone number. Yeah, I know people always think yeah. it's not. Yeah, but I'm sitting in the car tomorrow for five hours. Look, I'm driving a wonderful Audi AR, uh, RS6 Avant. It's fantastic and comfortable, but it does get boring. So I'd love to talk with some of you about EXP tomorrow or the following day when we drive up to Washington State. How long is that one? You didn't tell me yet. I think that's four and a half. Okay, that's not bad. That's easy. Maybe three and a half. Yeah, somewhere in there somewhere in there so look there it is and check out the videos on libertas before uh, we have a conversation that way we can all be uh you know talking from the same script all right yes. on to our topic so we've been paying attention and promising that we would always give you guys heads up when we saw any sort of shifting sands and this goes back to a concept that julie and i created a long time ago called early warning signs mm -hmm. now as pertains to coaching specifically earning warning signs that you are losing your momentum might be that you stop proactively lead generating you stop doing a, a lead follow-up you, your voicemail's full Right. So in the coaching realm, there's lots of early warning signs that we look out for with coaching clients. And th basically, they're things you can monitor. They're like your vital life sign or vital signs for your business. But we also monitor the same thing for the real estate markets. And we, we try to, and th the problem with real estate nowadays is it's become very politicized. So you have to really sift and sort and filter who you're listening to for information. Um, and fortunately, Julie and I feel like we have got a lot of people that are more or less neutral in the information they provide. So here's what we've been noticing. And I want to give you guys a disclaimer before we start getting into the weeds here. And this is uh, the show we're going to do for the entire week is that the market is definitely adjusting. There's definitely more inventory coming for sale. And some of the things that Julian is going to share with you are uh, they're statistical facts. But here's the counterbalance to it. And this is what we've been experiencing. And maybe a lot of you guys are you know on the road yourselves is there are a ton of people that are taking essentially a lot of downtime this summer, like probably never has been seen before. We heard a statistic that there's more people traveling now um, than there have been at any one time in the past 10 years. I guess the peak prior to this was something like July of 2019 or something, but now there's more people traveling. So in our opinion, the reason that we're seeing a slight slowdown in housing markets might be specifically because people are essentially taking some downtime. Uh, we're seeing it in the number of people that read our newsletter, the number of people that are just the whole across the board. There's usually a lull in the summer for sales for most businesses because, again, people are out enjoying life. Um, but this year, it does seem like there might be some more meaningful slowdown happen because people are essentially dusting off the pandemic, uh, you know, weeds in essence. Yeah, exactly. So with that said, Julie, yes. let's talk about the research okay. you did. Yes. And the, again, this is going to be all week, so we can stop whenever you're ready to. Okay. So here's the title. Is there a surprise housing slowdown? Forbes, CNBC, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, and Redfin and others are all suggesting this. So we're going to deep dive into what is actually happening out there. I've got just a couple of quotes uh, from you know these different sources. So the Wall Street Journal said, quote, an uptick in inventory. Aren't you guys all waiting for that? <laughs> Especially at the high end is bringing a crazy seller's market back to earth. And then from Norada uh, Real Estate Investments, this is a big investment company that looks for uh, rental opportunities and things of that nature. Uh, that quote is, the decline in time on market has slowed for the first time in nearly four months, indicating that some properties are sitting on listing portals, portals for a little longer. 
These market trends point to a positive development for buyers as we enter into the crucial home buying season of 2021. Additionally, compared to last year, the number of newly listed properties is also increasing and the sharp inventory losses of recent months have moderated. The net result has been a deceleration in the growth of listing prices. While home prices are still rising at double digit rate, they have passed their peak growth rates. That's from them. And then just this morning, I'm going to switch to this one real quick. Now, now here's the danger. I just want to throw this out yes. there. Here's the danger in basically thinking prices are going to fall. Yeah, if you don't mis- overreact. If you misinterpreted what Julie just said, the prices are not falling. The rate of growth is declining. We're still looking at price appreciation, though it's truly inflation. We're still looking at increase in prices by 15 to 20% this year. And, and this one is even a little bit more. This is from HousingWire, which primarily reports on mortgage trends, but and I'm only going to do the first two paragraphs. Sure, sure. Home sales fell, uh, home sales fell 1.2% from May to June, the largest drop at this time of year on record since 2012, according to Redfin. The national median home sale price hit a record high of 386.8, which is up 25% year over year, but a slight decline from the record of 26% in May. The number of homes for sale fell 28% year over year, and the typical home did sell in 14 days, a record low down from 39 days in 2020. Okay, so um that's some more reporting i'm going to get back to our outline here so there's all these sources that are reporting well we've got a little bit of a crack in this but it's not dramatic we're not i want to be very clear that we are not expecting some kind of housing crash remember a 24 to 26 percent year over year and it and it doesn't do that for one month by one percent is not the end of the world no and so for those of you who are thinking that somehow the sky is going to fall it isn't falling that's matter, not what we're saying. Matter of fact, um, just because we've been doing, we have to go to our meeting. I'll give you this as well. If you're uh, yourself looking to buy a house, or if you have buyers that are looking to purchase a house, rates are still low. Yeah. I cannot think of a single reason, even if even if you do have to pay above what you perceive to be top of the market. I absolutely positively, and Julie and I are ultra conservative. We're boring people from Ohio fundamentally, mm-hmm. right? And we're conservative. But I would strongly caution all of you not to wait and to buy immediately and here's why even if prices were to fall slightly or which they won't or maybe in some markets or they were to start uh, leveling off in terms of the price increases the fed last week came out and said they're going to stop buying um you know essentially things to make mortgage interest rates lower or they're considering it now do i think that's going to happen no i think what's going to happen is they're actually going to look at this information that's coming out about the housing market and they're not going to raise rates but if they were to a slight increase in rates um, will more than, uh, how do I say this? Your, the house payment that someone would have to pay would be even, if the rates increased, would uh, be greater in some cases than even if the price were to be you know slightly less than you're what it's- You're still going to be ahead. Right. You're still going to be ahead if you buy now. And if you can lock in a long-term mortgage interest rate at today's rates, you're going to win the game. Long-term, you're going to win. So buy now. Tell your buyers to buy now. Obviously, there's a lot of people that are probably taking themselves out of the market, and that might be the. And unfortunately, in a lot of markets, they're going to have to because they they can't be competitive financially. And we've talked about all this on the podcast in the past. But the reality of it is, is the momentum is still very much in favor of long-term home ownership, more than any time in Julie and I's professional career of over 20 years. Yes, and if we continue to see a little bit more inventory and a little bit of slowing, that's good for your buyers. They have more choices. We're going to talk about that. In a second. So all of you have the responsibility and the accountability of watching your own 
market where you sell in. So how do you know when your market is adjusting? What are the factors you need to be monitoring? We're going to answer all these questions on today's podcast and running into the rest of the week. There are six key factors to monitor. Well, Maybe the, we'll just for, do For brevity, why don't we just go just through point one. number one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So again, we, we will be going through these. So maybe you want to take notes. Point number one, factors to monitor. Number one, monitor the number of new listings coming on the market this week versus last week. Know the to- total number of listings your market usually has. For example, I watch this every day with the Austin report that I get, okay? Active listings have been hovering in Austin, for example, between 1,500 and 1,700. For probably 90 days, they were in the 1,500s, and certainly for the last six months. And this week, Austin just hit over 1,800 actives after it steadily went through the 1,700s and climbed every day for probably 10 days. That is a noticeable shift. Now, how do you figure that out? Use your MLS hot sheet. Your uh, listreports.com is good. When you see the number of new listings increase, your market is shifting towards a balanced market or at least a less competitive one. Make sense? It does. Now, just with that said, 300, not that many to really, that's most people weren't even going to notice it. But it, I remember when you know Julie and I were coaching agents and it was around 2000 and late, really early 2007, but really late 2006, we had coaching clients in virtually every major market in the country. And I remember Julie and I, uh, we were comparing what our coaching clients' experiences were, mm-hmm. specifically in San Diego, Las Vegas, and uh, certain parts in Southern Florida. And what we were looking for, and again, we would, what, what are your coaching clients experiencing? What are they saying? Mm-hmm. Days in the market, all these types of things. So we were on the front lines asking agents, even way before, like Redfin's using past information, right? All these articles that Julie and I are going to be sharing uh, content from you, they're all, they're all looking in the past and they're throwing out guesses as to what the future is going to be. Because of the position that we are in, because we coach agents, we coach all you guys and we're on the front lines in the coaching industry, we're able to know what's going to happen based on what your actual experiences are, not what's happened. So why it's am I on t- the ground stuff. Right. What's my, so why am I telling you this? Because what we saw back then in late 2006 is we saw inventory build way more than this, but we say, yeah. saw inventory build and then we saw it sell off. And it went through that cycle maybe three times to the point where it built and it didn't sell off. And that's when, I, I don't remember the new century or something, mm-hmm. that's when the first major subprime mortgage company failed that was in Southern California. So again, hot market, crazy market, everyone and their brother was gonna buy 10 houses. Mm-hmm. The, it was insane back then, not like that now. Virtually no mortgage requirements. You didn't even have to fog a mirror. It you was just, the Wild West. You just had to, you didn't even have to know how to spell a mirror. You could get a mortgage, yeah. right? And so then the uh, you know houses basically, then all of a sudden went from a crazy hot seller's market and then inventory built. And okay, what's that all about? It's because you're seeing that the air was coming out of what was legitimately a bubble back then, yeah. uh, and that people were feeling less confident because you know the shoeshine guy that bought three houses all of a sudden couldn't get one of them rented or was and worried. they couldn't refinance out of it exactly. And a lot of the mortgages were back then were ninja loans, no income, no job, no you know assets. No, no assets, and also you had a lot of people that were uh, buying just for the idea that they were going to appreciate. So they bought it, they put a real short-term loan on it. The loan was up for a refi or it was going to adjust. They couldn't essentially sell it. They wanted to it. flip. Right. And they wanted to flip basically. And that all that hype that was in the market is no longer in this market. Now, what happened again? Inventory build up, inventory sold off. And Julie and I saw over about, it wasn't even 12 months, but about. Yeah, I, I remember specifically because we have a lot of uh, Las Vegas agents. Yep. The inventory went from 8,000 to 14,000. Yep. 
in probably about six to eight months after bubbling up and down a little bit, mm-hmm. selling a and little bit stayed. off until the cat was out of the bag that maybe we're not going to have this crazy pricing anymore. Do we think that that's going to happen this time? No, this is a completely different circumstances. About 60 days ago, we did a series mm-hmm. on why this is not just like that. If you are reading stuff online, especially on some of the realtor sites that says, oh, this is just like 2007, 2008, that is absolutely incorrect. We're not expecting anything like that. Why we're reporting on this this week is because there's a little adjustment going on out there and you're going to be getting questions from your prospects and your clients. Should I wait? Do you think it's going to crash? What's going on out there? I see a little bit more inventory. This is, I think, a good thing because it's leveling off perhaps a little bit. Now, it also could be a mini bubbling up and down too. I personally think this is just because people are taking I think time it's off a hiccup too. Yeah, I don't think there's any, because all the, all the reasons why the market's going to stay hot for a long period of time are they're, still in place. Are just they're more true now than they even were when we did that series yeah. on, on uh, you know our it's podcast. Um, and so look, guys. Bottom line, we're going to give you the rest of this. We're giving these stats. We're giving you this information. Well, we're educating them how to watch their markets so they see because not all markets are the same. You know yeah. what's happening here in Boise is going to be well, different than Miami. I mean, example. even here in Boise, for example, yeah. you could have micro markets, right? You could exactly. have these markets. You know, one market's crazy hot. You know. And then another market, maybe five miles away, where things sit on the market for 60 to 90 days. Mm-hmm. You've got to really become an expert. And if you want to know why people become really successful long-term in real estate, is because they know stuff like that, like what we're sharing with you, and because they can then talk about it with fluidity. They can have a conversation mm-hmm. with confidence about what's actually happening in the market. And when you can talk with you know, essentially anybody about the market – and you can say something other than it's a great time to buy. Yeah, and use facts. Yeah, and, and use stats. facts and stats, and you can actually be an expert. That's how you get business because people will see you as being different from the agent who's just obviously there to slap a house. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we will continue with the rest of the points, and then later in the week we have we are going to work into making sure you know the difference. What is even a balanced market? We're not mentioning that we're swinging to a buyer's market or anything no. like that, but you've got to know how to assess that. And it's, again, not just your exact market, but every time you go on a listing appointment, what's that neighborhood look like? So we're going to teach you so how to what, do that. What would you do if you were listening to this, right? The, the number one thing all of you should seriously consider is don't do what everybody else is doing. So in a market like this and the market that's going to come after this, if you've been investing a lot of money in things that might someday hopefully one day when all the stars align pay you that'd be lead generation branding building your team and all that type of stuff look all those things may have a place in your business but the reality of it is is the urgency right now is for you to become a listing agent when you become a listing agent the ebbs and the flows in the market do not affect you because you're going to sell houses whether the prices go up or down Mm -hmm. and motivated sellers which we teach you how to uh, lead generate are going to have to sell the house no matter whether the prices are going up or down whereas buyers take themselves out of the market because remember and this is critical that you understand this there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy there are things that such things as sellers that have to sell and if you're investing all your time in buying buyer leads for people that could just change their mind if they decide to take a summer vacation or interest rates go up to a quarter point you will starve and go out of business so that's the reason the smartest agents have always been always will be listing agents our coaching program obviously teaches you all facets of building your real estate business but primarily how to become a powerful listing agent if you want to learn more about our coaching program go over to timandjulieharris.com and then click on coaching the coaching program all of you should start with is premier coaching it's the i don't know probably from my what we're uh, gathering from feedback the most popular um 
coaching program in the United States right yes. now based on the number of agents that are joining and the number of the feedback that we get. And it's amazing, really mm -hmm. emotional for us because it's the it fruition of our life's work. It's what we do. That people appreciate, you know, exactly. and you can join Premier Coaching for around $100 a month. So guys, do not procrastinate on that. TimAndJulieHarris.com. You then click on coaching, Premier Coaching. That's the your that's your homework from today's show. And we'll talk with you guys on the show tomorrow. For those of you who are in the Boise area, it's not too late for you to meet with us. We're meeting with a group starting here in about uh, 15 minutes. And Julie, what's the name of the hotel? Uh, you tell them. The uh, Riverside Hotel in Boise. In Boise. Easy to find. Yeah, easy to find. You guys have a great day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.